From the PSI ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are excited to be back on snow, and we're going to be chatting about that with Brooks Lillehei. Brooks is joining us from Minnesota, is that correct? You've got me in Minnesota. I am from the Twin Cities area of Minnesota, technically in Lakeville, uh, next to Buck Hill Resort, where I get the good fortune of being an instructor. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going to be talking about Buck Hill today. I absolutely love it. Brooks, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. My pleasure. So way back in the late 80s, I was working at a ski camp on Mount Hood and the Buck Hill ski team came out and was uh, with us for a week. And I was thrilled the first time I got to see Buck Hill off of I-35. What led you to that area, Brooks? I, as a youth, I was, I grew up in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, Buck Hill is about 12 minutes uh, away from my high school. And uh, when I was in sixth grade, they, they took us uh, on a ski trip and I was exposed to, to Buck Hill. And that was where I developed a love for skiing. Um, so that was the first time I saw it. At the, at the moment, uh, my family and I live in Lakeville. We're about two minutes away from the ski hill. And as my wife was pregnant with our oldest son, uh, I had the opportunity of saying, since uh, you're not able to be out and active at the moment, uh, do you mind if I get a pass at the resort? (laughs) And she was flexible to that idea. And that was my start of my adult return to ski. So tell us about that, Brooks. Did you start as an instructor? How did you work your way up to uh, becoming a trainer? Oh, that that is a wonderful question because the journey starts out uniquely um i I, when i had finished college i'd always thought it'd be wonderful to get out to the mountains and ski for a season as it took me five years to get through college i decided that wasn't the best approach and so as i got older and got that exposure back to buck hill i decided that uh, it would be fun to be an instructor so i went uh in the spring my director had a uh, could you be an instructor clinic uh, in the spring. And after two hours on the snow, I was uh, cl- clearly not the best uh, skier in the group, or I'm sorry, best snowboarder in the group. Uh, however, when we finished up and we're getting feedback, uh, the young man that was standing there with me said to my instructor or my uh, director, boy, uh, and, and skiers suck. And I, I learned that I was there for all of the right reasons uh, as, a, as a father, uh, looking to be on the snow, getting my family out there, wanting to bring the joy of the hill to families, uh, that, that I was a good fit, even though I didn't have the ability to snowboard as well as that young man. And, and after uh, returning to the hill in the fall, I learned uh, – what the basic premise, uh, I'll call it the hiring premise that I continue to work with today, which is I'm looking for people with great customer service skills who have a desire to connect with people and a desire to learn how to ski or snowboard better. I can, I can, I can teach people how to ski and snowboard, but it's hard to manage customer service skills uh, in a first season. So Brooks, I got to back up a little bit. You said uh, you developed your love for skiing at Buck Hill. Where did you develop your love of snowboarding? Oh gracious, another another wonderful journey. <laughs> um, in in my college years, we had the opportunity as a group of friends to go out west. Uh, went out to ski, um, snowboarding 
was, uh, it was it was probably 91 or 92. So snowboarding was still in its infancy. And at uh, Vail, we decided to take a lesson on snowboards, uh, put on a Kemper board, uh, played around on the hill, took a lesson, uh, played around on the hill, and uh, was excited about the the journey that I was on. And, and so I, I would like to I'll step over to, I had gotten good enough on my skis that I could put together eight to 12 uh, turns in the bumps. And, and, and then I would lose myself, regather, and inevitably put back another series of six to eight. And I went, I am not going to be able to change what I do without getting instruction. I just don't know how to get beyond this. And so taking that snowboard lesson where everything was new again and the learning curve was fresh, I, I gravitated towards snowboarding. It was so exciting to go, I get to be back on, on a learning trajectory. So Brooks, obviously sliding on snow has been a huge part of your life for probably a majority of your life. Uh, what's it like now to be able to welcome people back on the hill, even though we're still under COVID regulations and things like that, but it's so much fun to be sliding again. It, it is. Uh, we've At Buck Hill, we've been making snow for the last few days and it has been fun to arrive uh, mid-afternoon to bring my son as they're doing distance learning so he can head to the hill a little earlier. And there are a lot of youth that are fresh on the hill, people that would typically be, on the, be there on the weekend, but now are able to ski during the week. Um, I'm really seeing the excitement come, though, from our new staff. So uh, you had hit on earlier that I, get, I am the training director at Buck Hill. And we have an incoming class of about 35 to 40 instructors, uh, balanced pretty evenly, skiers and snowboarders. And we have worked this year to create our instructor training program in a little different fashion than we have in the past. On the past, we've uh, been out at the resort or on hill for four evening sessions. And this year, we've been very creative about our approach doing two virtual through a, a Zoom or Google Meet type format, and then bringing everybody on hill in a socially distanced way uh, at a time when the resort is closed and spread across the hill so that they can get that group lesson uh, performed, that uh, first bit of here's how to do those initial turns, here's the boot work, and the excitement that they have has been the, the real excitement for me. Uh, I have, I've enjoyed even working through through Zoom, what I found is that we're getting fuller participation in those Zoom meetings. Uh, Sometimes those evening meetings get challenging for people. They aren't able to make the drive due to, to weather constraints. And so the, the Zoom meetings were very well received. And again, just being on the snow and seeing the energy from this new glass. Anything that you would suggest to our membership for some training techniques? I love that you're uh, bringing in Zoom as part of it. Well, I, I think I think that is the the advent of change for us as a group. Uh, prior to starting the podcast, George, you'll, you'll recall that we talked a little bit about influencers and and information that's available on Zoom. Or I'm sorry, on YouTube. And over the summer, what we ended up doing, I'm presently an aspiring level three skier, uh, so we, we took the opportunity to meet virtually, and we would review footage. Um, from other skiers and do some movement analysis. And I think that's the, the strong change. So contrast that to 
here we are. It's uh, it's winter. We're on snow, and we're looking for opportunities to talk about skiing. Perhaps others have heard the same acronym I have, which is people standing inside arguing. P S I A. <laughs> and and this is that this is that opportunity to have those uh, very rigorous discussions about skiing technique without taking away time from turns on the hill, because that time on hill is just so valuable. So I think that that having the ability to use video conferencing as a supplement to do the movement analysis component has been um, accelerating our learning curve. I love it. Now, you've taken on some new duties this season as well. You're a new board member. Oh, indeed. That, and even that has been uh, a wonderful learning curve. I have been an instructor for 10 years at Buck Hill and uh, became involved with PSIA shortly thereafter. Um, I've been the Central Division Director uh, for a bit of time, and I'm honored to have my uh, Central Division Board uh, nominate me, elect me to participate on the National Board. And uh, immediately upon uh, getting on the National Board, uh, we uh, took the opportunity to create a Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Task Force, of which I'm a member. My involvement in this task force has done two things. One, it's given me that opportunity to continue learning in the same way that picking up that snowboard for the first time did. And the second one is it's really enforced the strength, George, of our people skills. We, 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 we get so, at least in the groups that I'm involved with as we're approaching our level three, we get focused on the technical components of skiing. We, we, we gravitate toward our periodicals and the central division It's the central line. It's 32 degrees at the national level. And those go in, in my, for me, they go in my boot bag. And when I get to the locker room, I open them up and I engage in conversation about the technical aspects of skiing. And so to be involved in the diversity, equity, and inclusion task force, the focus is on the people skills and to know that we are willing to invest in ourselves and the people skills component of this and welcome people to our resorts, welcome those people to a mountain experience has just been invigorating. And I'm hopeful that as we continue to develop uh, our understanding or further my understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion, that the way we use our people skills communication includes those types of things that keeps the conversations going. So that isn't, this isn't a one-time conversation about DEI. The conversation is ongoing. And then it becomes so natural that when we talk about skiing, we talk about the people skills. We talk about the technical skills. We talk about the teaching skills. It's just part of who we are. Well, Brooks, I love what you're doing as a trainer and board member, bringing so much value to PSIA. Any tips you have for us in conclusion uh, about getting back on snow, involvement, anything you'd like to say? In, indeed. The focus of our training this fall has been create an experience around snow sports. And it was something that Chris Rogers, national team member on our uh, AASI side, he and I had the conversation at a director's summit in the spring. And that really resonated with me, this creative experience around snow sports. And, and this season, we are continually looking to understand how COVID uh, is going to impact our guests' experience on the hill and how we can generate excitement and want them to be a part of the snow sports community moving forward. So I have worked with my staff to focus first on that creative experience around snow sports because they're there to ski, they're there to snowboard. We know how to teach those things. 
but creating that experience is what's going to get them to come back. So, so that's been wonderful. I have had the opportunity this season already to work with our level one uh, candidates. Uh, we, we get to test early here in the Midwest. Uh, we'll be testing here in early January. And as they're doing it, uh, I'm, I'm mindful that uh, many of us are on that same type of journey, seeking level two, seeking level three. And I'm frequently asked, what advice do I have for level two candidates? And uh, I continually come back to this concept of owning your own turn. It's, it's, the, it's the change in mentality from me working with you, George, or another uh, skier that I respect and say and having them show me the turn that they do and talk about the turn as they know it. But, but I really started accelerating my learning when I adopted my own turn. And so when, when you and I talk about my turn, George, I could, I could describe this is what I'm doing in my turn. And then we can have the conversation about what it is that I might want to change about the turn that I'm doing versus me continuing to try to find the turn that you're explaining to me. So finding your own turn, taking ownership of that turn and growing from there. And then for level three candidates, uh, I do have the good fortune of working through the snowboard side. I'm a level three snowboard instructor. And as I'm working toward my level three on the ski side, the piece that I bring to our group is this ongoing development of providing feedback to peers. We are very good as instructors at giving feedback to our guests. That's our role. And then when we're training with our peers, we seem to lose that voice. We get uh, concerned that the information that we might be sharing isn't exactly right. And so developing uh, a group of people to train with and then communicating that it's okay to give me feedback. And, and that has been really that fundamental change for us in this level three group is to be able to communicate and own feedback. So thank you for letting me share those two thoughts. Brooks Lilahai, I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us on First Chair. Thank you. Thank you, sir. See you on the snow. And from the PSIA, ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.